Welcome to the Teachers to Tech podcast. I'm your host, Dean. This is the podcast where we tell you how you can grow your tech skills, whether you're starting from scratch or just want to go farther. You might be thinking about a new job, a whole new career, or just a new hobby. We'll have something for everyone, so keep listening. This is episode 105 of the Teachers to Tech podcast. We have a special topic today, that is the world's smallest web page. Now, before you go out and call the Guinness Book people, I don't mean it's on a little tiny screen. What I mean is we're going to do the least amount possible to create what would be considered a basic web page. And in that way, we're just going to learn the things we need to know so that we can look at a web page and go, hey, I know how this was put together. For those of you who are going to want some hands-on, I'm also going to provide a little bit of a tutorial on my own that you'll be able to play back as a video from the website, practice along with it, and I'm going to give you a couple of resources where you can get full tutorials that are reliable on how to use some web technology. So what are we going to do today to learn all this? Well, first of all, I'm going to give you some terminology. Don't worry, there's not a lot of it, and it's not hard to understand. And then I'm going to discuss how exactly we make this little web page. So I give you kind of a description, not the same as giving you instructions. That would be very boring, and I'm aware of that. Then, when we get to the last segment, I'm going to do a couple of things. I'm going to tell you exactly how you would put a little bit of what's called a script on a web page. So you can actually make that page do something and interact with the user. And then I'll give you the links to those tutorials so that you can go out and learn more. Because as we know, there's nothing like hands-on to help us learn something and then remember it later. All right, let's get started on that terminology I mentioned a bit ago. I want you to imagine that I walk up to you with a piece of paper and it has two words on it, for sale, and underneath it has a phone number. And I say to you, you told me you'd make me a sign. I want to put this sign next to my car. People drive by and they can see if they want to buy this car. Well, you tell me, okay, I get that you want it to say these things, but I need to know what you want it to look like. So I need you to tell me how big you want the letters. I need to know what color you want the letters. And I take that sheet of paper and I start writing on it. And so above the letters, I say, I want these letters for the word for sale to be black and I want them to be medium size, but I need the phone number real big because people are going to have to kind of write that down from a distance. So I want you to make those real big, and I mark that in above the phone number, large, and I say, and put them in red. So I write the word red there too, and I've kind of marked up the page. And what I've done is written above the text that I want on the sign. And so I've got a markup, you could call it, and I've got it above the text, or another way of saying that is hypertext. We are using the hypertext markup language to communicate with our web browser. So there is text that we enter into our file that is what we want our user to read and see. And then we have indications to the web browser. Here's how I want you to display that. Make it bold. Hey, this one's a heading. Make this one italic. Use a different font here. And all of those things are put into items we call tags. Those are special symbols or keywords or just initials that are held in angle brackets. And this is something we can create in a simple text file. So we're going to learn how to open an editor, add our text, add our hypertext markups in tags, and then use that file inside a web browser as a tiny little web page. 
All right, let's talk about how we're going to make that HTML file that our browser can read. I'm going to give you the broad outline so that you've got the idea. You'll take something away from the show with you. If you want to get the nuts and bolts of it, you're going to watch that tutorial and play along. So, basically, what we're going to do is this. We're going to open a text editor. We are going to save the file we've just opened so that it has a .htm extension rather than .txt like a file would have if it were just a text file. Once we've got that done, then we are going to put our text that we want displayed on the screen in that file, but surround it with tags that tell the web browser how to use it, whether it's a heading or if it needs to be bold or italic or we need to change from the default font or the default color to another. All of that gets put in with tags. I'll show you a little bit about how that ex exactly happens in the video that I record. But that's the general idea there. Now, once you have got that all set up the way you want it, you can close that file, find that file wherever you have saved it, and when you click on it to open, then because it's got that .htm extension, you're going to see that that file opens up in your web browser, not in the text editor. You could right-click on the file, and when you see Open With, choose that text editor, but otherwise it's going to be that web browser that's your default on your computer that opens up that file. Because remember, that .htm file extension works with the association that sets that file up to be opened in the browser. So we have given ourselves text to display on our web page. We've given the browser instructions through the tags about how to display that text. We can give our user now an experience of here's something to read, and I've got it graphically pleasing because I've been able to manipulate it through these tags. But we might want to interact with that user as well. To do that, we may decide to add a script to our web page. We're going to talk a little bit about what that means when we come back and I am going to record a video example of exactly how that's done for you to watch as well. We're at the part of the show where I want to talk to you about how to make that web page interactive. To make sense of this, I have to explain two things to you. First of all, we typically are going to do this in a scripting language like JavaScript, and we have to let our browser know that that is what we're using. So we're going to add a tag into our web page that says, hey, a script is coming up. And at the end of that script, another tag that says, okay, that's the end of the script. The second thing you have to understand is that a web page is treated as a document. Now, when we're programming anything we want to do on a computer, the computer has to have a way to understand that. The browser has some built-in understandings of what a document will be. It knows that it can have items or elements in it. For instance, it can have a title, it can have a heading, it can have a body, just like any other document. So we can actually address those items through our script, and that's what we are going to do. We are going to add a tag into our document that says, hey, there's a paragraph here, and this paragraph is going to be identified as 
something, and we're going to call ours demo when you see what I've got in the video. And when we get into our script, we can say, hey, throw a box up, ask the user, what's your name? And when the user inputs their name, we can say, that paragraph called demo now contains this text, hello, followed by the username that was input, and then followed by some other text or whatever we want there. That can all run in the script. So we're using something called the object model. We're using a scripting language. We're using special tags to say, hey, I'm about to run a script here. And that is a basic little way to get our web page to be interactive. Now I want to remind you that we are just doing the bare minimum here. Imagine building a car and saying, hey, I've got a motor, I've got wheels, I've got a steering wheel, I've got a seat, and that's it. You can't really get on the road with it legally because we know that we also need headlights, we might want a radio, we're going to want a horn, we're going to want turn signals, etc. This is what we've built. So in no way have we completed our study of how to build a web page. Here's something you might want to know about. If we're building a whole website with multiple pages, there is a way to say, hey, on one page, I can change up what I want all of the pages to look like. It kind of cascades a style throughout all of those pages, and we call that cascading style sheets. That'll help us set up how our whole uh, website looks, rather than just addressing a page at a time, or worse yet, a tag at a time, which could take us forever. Also, you've seen a little bit about how to make a web page interactive, but that's just the beginning. It's possible to have a whole database behind a website. You know that websites can collect data from you, but you probably realize now, oh yeah, they feed it back too. So if I go to a department store website and I say, hey, I'm shopping for men's jackets, let's say, I'm not creating a whole new website every time. What I am doing is loading data into particular parts of that page that come from a database. But today we've got a basic understanding of how some of these things work together. And if this is for you, you've got a good starting point now. Before we leave, I want to remind you, please subscribe, let your friends know about this podcast, and be sure and review us on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. That's all we have for today. This is Dean saying thanks for listening, and we hope to have you back with us next time on Teachers to Tech.